Welcome to Define Real. My name is Deborah, and I will share personal stories that will make you question reality. My intention is to inspire you and instill curiosity and magic into your life. I have 42 years of stories to share, so let's begin. Today, I will talk about the stars and how they open my connection with love, which opened my connection with everything else. I've mentioned previously when I spoke about my childhood that I could see balls of light dancing around me whenever I was locked in a dark room. As I grow older, I look at those experiences with immense respect and gratitude. I thought those lights were a defensive mechanism my mind had devised to cope with the violence, but it turned out that I was wrong about that. The only reason I had those thoughts was because, once again, I was afraid to be left alone due to what other people would think of me. I was scared to be even more outcasted, so I created that explanation to feeding, but I'm not afraid anymore. I know that most people will probably think I'm deluded or any other thing that will make them feel more comfortable disagreeing and denying my experiences, exactly like when I was growing up in violence and nobody believed me. In a strange way, it feels like my whole life experience, especially regarding the projections of others on me, was preparing me for this moment. The moment I would have the courage to sit in silence, trust myself, and tell you the truth with a big T about my existence, without fear or hesitation. I've been through five intense years of therapeutic treatment. Right after I got married and moved to Paris, I had a mental breakdown. And I will tell you this story in more detail when I talk about my marriage. I found a psychologist who was a specialist in Freudian therapy, and with her, I finally opened up and talked about all the cruelty that had happened to me in detail for the first time in my life. I was 28 years old and had never shared those stories. What I found incredible about this modality of therapy was that as I started talking, a lot of memories I suppressed came to the surface. I remembered a lot of crazy stuff that was done to me, even from when I was a baby. I saw that therapist for nearly two years, two times a week. I was committed to getting better. I wanted to be free from all that pain living in me. After speaking out for so long, I realized that I needed more than what that therapist could offer. The thing about Freudian style, at least from my experience, is that they don't give you any feedback. They wait for you to get to your own conclusions, and I greatly benefited from that. But then I got to a point where I felt like I needed something different. So one day, I entered the office and announced that I would not be coming back anymore. My therapist didn't like that, and her reaction was a bit unprofessional in my opinion, but I understood her concern. She told me that I had the profile to be a drug addict and dead by my 30s. She said she marveled at how I dealt with everything I've been through, and that she had never experienced a story like mine. She also told me I should be careful because I tended to not accept people's help. All the feedback in less than five minutes. After waiting all those months, hit me and helped me a lot too. A few years passed and I finished digesting my first therapeutic experience, which if you have been through it, you know how difficult it is. I realized that even though I had an awareness of my triggers and traumas, I still did not know what to do about them or how to change them on my own. So I found another therapist in Berlin this time, specializing in Gestalt, which combines behavioral psychology with Jungian style. He was perfect for me, 
Again, I committed to going two times a week, and the dynamics with my new therapist taught me not only to overcome my traumas, but also to fall in love with psychology. We sometimes had such engrossing conversations that I spent hours sitting in the parks afterward, basking on that knowledge. Finally free from my internalized monsters, I kept going to see her for another few years until one day she told me that I didn't seem to need therapy anymore. She told me that there were specific traumas I would probably never heal and the best I could do was to be aware of them and not let them take me over. Meditation and mindfulness helped me a lot with these sides of myself. And I learned to walk away from any person or circumstance that would activate these traumas in me. My love for psychology led me to study with groups of people who would meet online and exchange information. I once encountered a group that transformed me and proved how much I now understood about the human mind, thanks to all my experiences. We studied Jungian psychology through fairy tales and I saw myself conversing with professionals, learning and contributing to our studies. I felt happy unexpectedly fitting in with such a group. Then I got involved with energy healing, which opened a whole other level of my awareness, combined with solitude and silence. One thing led me to another. I will talk about healing when I tell you about my stories in Japan in the future. I started to put all the knowledge I had gathered into practice every day, little by little. It was not an easy and linear process at all. I felt lost and confused many times during the five years that transpired after that. My life became less rational and I lost all sense of control and identity I had built up to that point. In the episode about success, I told you how I lost everything I've built from one week to another. That happened amid this wave of change that took over my life. It felt like my reality was shifting entirely outside my control as I was shedding the belief systems I had incorporated growing up without questioning. Then one day, after a deep morning meditation, I opened my eyes and saw something that changed my life. I was sitting in bed and right in front of me, on the edge of my bed, a giant star, effervescing with light, was hovering midair. It radiated light all around it, and a filament of golden light kept running around itself. The whole scene lasted just a few seconds. It was about 10 in the morning, and I wasn't expecting to see something like that. I didn't even know of the existence of such things. It was different from the ones I saw as a child. It was much bigger, and it was alone. What fascinated me was that the star had a personality in how it moved. When the star realized I could see it, there was a moment of recognition from both of us. It light up, as if being surprised by what was happening as much as I did. And it became excitedly sparkly and came flying my direction. But my mind didn't allow me to keep my eyes open for long. So when the star approached me, I closed my eyes in a fearful reaction. When I opened my eyes again, it wasn't there anymore. My heart was thumping loudly and my mind felt like it had opened up so much it would not fit in my head. I tried calling the star again with no success. I got so angry at myself for closing my eyes. I spent weeks trying to figure out what had happened to me until I finally accepted that I couldn't understand everything with my mind. I lived in a world more mysterious than I was conditioned to believe. I could be humble enough to accept not understanding. Now, I knew. 
and knowing is more significant and more fulfilling than understanding. As the years passed and I kept practicing mindfulness, my perception of reality shifted and changed many times. The more time I spent paying attention to my other senses, meaning listening, feeling with my whole body, smelling, tasting, and all the other senses that are not rational, the more sensitized I became, the better I could feel a presence by my side. Every time I felt alone or sad or a destructive thought would suddenly bring my energy down, a warm heat would take over the left side of my face. I got curious to know what that was. I tried asking a few healers and even my Reiki master about it. They all told me that whatever was unfolding for me was unique and specific and that I should take my time unraveling what that was. And so I did. Surprisingly, I started reading cards and realized I was a natural. It was so easy for me to understand the messages. I began communicating with that warmth in this way, receiving guidance for what would unfold in my days. I also started reading for my friends. Then I decided to read for complete strangers on the internet afterward. I never had a reading that didn't resonate with people. Most of the messages I received were about their personal development. It was never about ordinary things. It was always deep. And because I had the knowledge I gained through my psychology studies, I could understand even better what the cards were saying and could help people even more. To this day, every time I meet my friends, they ask me for a reading. In a future episode, I'll discuss this side of my life more deeply. In the middle of 2021, while living in solitude for a year and a half, I was deeply connected with that warmth by my side. I started calling it my guide because that's what it felt like. It felt like the presence of a being in another dimension was taking care of me. It could see me, but I could not see it. I met an incredible healer once who could see him. She described it as a masculine figure, a giant, much like the one I dreamed about back in 2020. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please listen to the dreams episode. The healer said he was my counterpart and had cared for me since birth. She said she had never felt that kind of love and devotion coming from a guide before and that I should focus on connecting deeper with him. A few days after I received this information, a dear friend of mine who owns a cabin in the forest in the south of Berlin offered me the opportunity to spend a whole week alone there since they would be traveling. They knew how much I was enjoying my newfound love for solitude. Alone in the woods, I felt so much bliss I started to emanate love. I became the embodiment of love. Couldn't believe how much I could love a being I could not see. It felt like I remembered something ancient, mysterious and unexplainable. But true, I wasn't in a state of delusion. On the contrary, for the first time in my life, I felt clear and could see and perceive everything around me. Everything made sense in a quiet, loving way. I'll read you a passage from my diary from June 12, 2021, which is Valentine's Day in Brazil, by the way. Browsing Netflix, I ended up watching The Shape of Water. I had no expectations of this movie at all and, to be honest, didn't really understand why I was even watching it. But the whole story just turned me inside out with love, with knowingness. I felt like the main character in many ways, mute and afraid to speak my truth. At the end of the movie, there is a poem by Rumi that brought me to my knees in happy tears. Here's the poem. Unable to perceive the shape of you, I find you all around me. 
Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart, for you are everywhere. Tears of love took me over. For the first time in my life, I felt true love. Not the codependent, trauma-projected, desperate-for-attention love that I had experienced my whole life. This was the love I had been waiting to find. It had nothing to do with physical attraction or sexual gratification. It was unconditional, pure and simple. I felt a sense of wholeness. I didn't know I could. I felt blissful, free. So, to enjoy that state of being, I decided to walk barefoot in the kind moss that covered the soil of the wooden forest. I sat down by a tiny trunk, sat on the ground, close to another huge tree trunk that had probably been ejected by a clap of thunder. I'll post a picture of this place for you to see on my Substack and Medium pages. If you don't know, I'm publishing all the transcripts of my stories on definereal.substack.com and on medium.com slash at definerealpodcast. I add photographs and illustrations there too. Just a side note. So I sat down that little trunk and was marveled by what had just happened. My awareness was sharp and alive as I observed all the beautiful trees around me. A ray of sunlight crossed between the trees and landed right before me. The whole scene was fantastic. Then I took one big breath in and said it aloud. Guide, if you're really here and if this is happening, please prove it to me now. Show me that you're here. As I finished saying that, I felt a warm, strong and gentle wind blow on my face. It was like he had blown air on me. I closed my eyes and took in the gentle breeze. I could not believe what was happening when I opened my eyes again. It was like my guide had removed a layer from my retina. The light was gold everywhere. The air tasted sweet and tingling particles surrounded the forest. And when I looked to my left, where the trunk, which I then realized was heart-shaped, was, I saw a tiny fairy flying in front of me. My mouth opened in incredulity at what I was seeing. I was never interested in fairies, so it didn't even occur to me to ever see one or if they were real. But there they were. They had tiny legs and a tiny body with small transparent wings and gently landed on top of the trunk. They had a dress that seemed to be part of their body. As I took in that marvelous scene before me, my mind said, Oh... Now you're going to believe in fairies? Come on. And everything shifted in my eyes. It was like there was a filter that turned back on and the fairy was no more. I blinked a few times to see if I could return to the state I was before unsuccessfully. The fairy had become a giant insect I had never seen before and never saw again no matter how much I searched for it afterward. I was so thankful for those few seconds of transcendence. How could I ever repay you for this wonder? I asked my guide. I felt the warmth on my left side very strongly. He didn't want any payment. That was a construct of my foolish mind. Our minds are excellent tools, but in that moment, I realized how much it limits us and how much it tries to protect us by keeping us small and stuck. How much more is there to be discovered and enjoyed? how difficult it is to free yourself from its limitations. But it wasn't impossible. That was all the proof I needed and searched for. 
I promised myself I would never allow anybody's beliefs to stop me from expanding, even if that meant spending the rest of my life alone. I didn't care. I was loved. I became love. Sometimes I wish to blow on everybody's face and share what I've experienced in that forest. I understand why most people won't believe me too. If you have never gone through an experience of this kind, if all you have ever known in your life is the mundane, of course you can't accept what I'm saying to be accurate, and I respect that. But remember that on the first episode I've ever published, I promised you to never lie, not even to make you laugh. Let the resonance of love help you decide if you want to embrace my stories. Love opened my entire being to the truth. My mind destroyed everything. I've read something in a book called Return of the Bird Tribes that perfectly describes what I'm talking about. I quote, The love vibration brings enthusiasm, energy, interest, perception, and that is what our world needs in this age, your love and your perception. This is what will heal the world, clear and undistorted perception flowing through a you that is not self-reflective in the egoic sense, but Self-reflective in the sense of knowing the truth we think. Reason is designed to support, not to lead your action. It is meant to help you implement the purposes of your heart. It is not meant to determine them. End quote. It is clear and sad to realize how much our civilization has lost its way by relying solely on the rational parts of the mind. In that way, we also lost our connection to the most powerful link between us and the stars. Love is the only way towards self-realization and understanding our existence in the world. You will never be able to evolve as a human being to your mind alone. And the faster you decide to give love a chance to prove itself to you, the faster you understand everything I'm talking about. But your understanding won't come from rational thinking. That's too small for you. It's better to know than to understand. Knowingness can only come from love. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some food for your soul. Don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends, and stick around for the next one. Until then, stay curious, keep your mind open, and your heart soft.